Hey, ladies and gentlemen, witches and wizards, welcome to Non-Watch Review. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sorry, I had a little hesitation here. It's been a little while, but on the show, we review the latest film drop or throwback celebrating our milestone while eating and drinking our favorite movie snacks and drinks. I am your host, Alejandro Cowie, and we are discussing today the perfect score while eating some delicious stuff. I had to do a little throwback to, let's say, some high school looking square pizza, so I had to get some square pizza here, even though it's a little deep dish, so it's a little cheating, and some uh, <laughs> shameless plug. Starry, starry, fizzly, bubbly, good stuff. And uh, with me, I have three excellent people I'd like to introduce to you guys. Um, introduce yourself and tell us what you're having with us today. Uh, Julie, I'd like to start with you, my friend. All right. Well, I am also having pizza tonight because that just seems like the appropriate snack to have for like an early 2000s rom-com film. I don't know. And I do have a little bit of wine tonight. We're being a little, because in honor of Wine Tasting Tuesday, Larry's Wine Tasting Tuesday, we got some rebellious Pinot Noir. So, and um, and also water, because hydration. Yes, hydrate, there we go. Don't hydrate. Excellent, excellent. Mm -hmm. Katie, could you introduce, introduce yourself, my friend, and what, and what you're having with us today? I'm sorry. No worries. Hi, everyone. I am Katie. Uh, I am drinking strawberry lemonade um from del taco because it's delicious i don't know if you guys have had it water obviously necessary not in a stanley but hey and <laughs> turtle chips oh wait what churro. are turtle chips yeah what is churro, churro flavored turtle chips what um, i don't know if you guys are familiar with turtle chips they're a korean brand but they're like a like a little airy oh god they're delicious those look good I love the seaweed um, ones they're great these ones these ones, um, my roommate got at Costco. So, oh, God. the more you Man, know. Man, shout out <laughs> Costco and turtle chips. Heck yeah. yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. And last but not least, Liza, introduce yourself, my friend, and what you're having with us today. Hi, my name's Liza Dean. I probably should get that Costco membership. <laughs> what she just said. I'm like, maybe this is the year. You're the dragon. We'll see. Could be. I'm eating on reels. They're like these artificial dye-free peanut M&Ms basically Ooh. um I have part of a burrito on a plate like still lingering <laughs> um, I think I have some deluxe mixed nuts with sea salt that have not been opened up <laughs> brand new <laughs> and like a whole bunch of like Ayurvedic herbs that I keep in jars so it's yeah. yeah. The amount of the amount of like options you have, I feel like it's like a mini movie buffet. I like that. I dig that. Right on. Thanks. <laughs> not a problem. Not a problem. Well, after introduction here, we're actually discussing once again the perfect store. A store. Hmm. My mind is on food. The perfect score. Uh, actually released in two thousand four. I think I was dating myself along with one of my friends here and saying that I graduated that year. So there's a little nostalgic value here. But what we're gonna start off with is actually going to. Let's see here, I might be frozen, I can't tell on my screen, but I think my mic's still going. But that being said, we're gonna go start with some popcorn bucket ratings at a five uh, five popcorn buckets. Uh, also explain to us briefly uh, how you were introduced to this actual film. Uh, I like to start off with, um, let's see here, I don't wanna get somebody mid-bite here. Katie, I wanna start off with you, my friend. Uh, what was your rating <laughs> at a five popcorn buckets and uh, what, like, what was your experience and what do you remember when you were introduced to this film? So I think I, I gave it a 3.5. That's being generous. I, I know that's being generous, but uh, just because of the it the nostalgia of it. I mean, this movie came out 20 years ago, and I know when it came out, it was like it was one of those films that I remember very well. I did watch it again. Um, my, I believe I saw the trailer for this movie on MTV or on tv which is when i first saw, heard about it and actually my mom didn't want me to see it because she was like they're cheating on the sats and i don't remember <laughs> when i saw it but i still saw it anyway uh and i was because i was in high school in 2004 uh to also date myself but uh i did end up watching it and then i remember We'll talk more about later, but I remember being like, she won't be as mad once she finds out what happens in this movie. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Excellent. Eliza, how about you, my friend? Uh, what is the popcorn buck rating out of five? And how was your feeling and initial introduction to the film? Yeah, uh, it was a two out of five popcorn buckets for me. And um, yeah, when I first 
you know, was like, oh, perfect score. I actually was thinking of the film, the 2006 film Accepted. I don't know if any of you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember that one. Yeah. yeah, with like Blake Lively. But that was the one that I initially thought this one was. So I was like, oh, I've seen this before. And then I was like, no, actually, I haven't seen this before. Which is <laughs> weird because I've seen the poster art, like, I feel like all over the place for it. And I don't know. I've definitely like seen trailers from it. I just this was the first time I've actually watched it. So oh, heck yeah, right on, yeah. right on. <laughs> and uh, Julie, how about you, my friend? Out of five popcorn bucket ratings, what was your rating, and what was your initial finish, uh, feeling and introduction to the film? Um, I give it a three out of five popcorn buckets. And um, this was also my first time watching this film. Incidentally, like. I don't know how that happened because I was super into all the like rom-coms and movies of this similar nature around that era. But um, I just, I don't know. I, I think I do remember seeing the trailer, but I just somehow never watched it. I feel like there were a lot of like similar movies around that time. It's like, you know, can't watch everything. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, no. initial feeling, I was like, all right, you know, we got we got Captain America, Black Widow in their early years. Let's check it out, you know, so <laughs> see how this holds up. Now, I definitely had that Marvel Universe feel to it and so forth as well. Excuse me. A, a little skipping bit, on my yeah. End of I think prequel movie, maybe. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was thinking that Maddie feels initially I was like, come on, Brian, uh, you know, Maddie Matthews could be like a Winter Soldier type. So that could definitely be a possibility oh, yeah. there. But uh, before you forget here, but yeah, I'm around the same boat with all three of you here. I had a 3.5 out of 5. Initial introduction, honestly, I want to age myself here. Like I said, this film came out during my graduation years. Uh, SATs were a real thing to me and I hated them any way she performed. Uh, initially saw the film and I was like, yo, maybe this is like a rebellious film in a sense. But then honestly, <laughs> I've, other than the initial watching it in actual theaters i've you know the repeat on there just reminds me that i just really didn't is more of a nostalgic value not you know nothing beyond that but initially let's go ahead and start off with a couple of things here now honestly a short review of the film here you have the main character which is going to be chris evans captain america himself uh initially goes ahead and has a frustration of not getting the score that he wants to to initially to go into i believe it's a business school or uh, no, I'm sorry, architecture. I apologize. Architect school. Thank yeah. you. I was like, yeah, <laughs> two different things. I apologize. Now, when you get to this point, we go ahead and we get to a obvious frustration of not being able to test well. Um, and when we get to this point here, he actually is trying to think of how this life is unfair. He runs into his friend Maddie with a possible similar situation, in which initially goes ahead and explains that he has a plan to go to is it Michigan, I believe, to see his girlfriend. Um, Maryland. But yeah, Maryland. Thank you, uh, Maryland. And then he himself is not able to get the score. He is not getting accepted to school. So they both are actually trying to figure out a plan or a way to go go ahead and, let's say, get some test answers. Now, when they're talking about this, uh, I believe they're, I, I think they're like working in a shipping company at the time when they're discussing mm -hmm. how their frustrations um, back and forth. Mm -hmm. We then are introduced to multiple characters these characters are going to be uh people like uh, erica christian which plays anna she's kind of like the i say the brainier one of the group um we're looking at of course scarlett Johan i'm sorry i i uh let's see here i missed that one up no yeah we got okay and then we got scarlett johansson of course which is francesca which she's going to be the little bit vibrant one let's see against the uh, against all odds uh she is kind of the one with uh that's the best way to say it i hate she gets the gothic style vibe and you get the traditional gothic or alternative <laughs> vibe from this actual yeah. character. Um, the fuck it, the, we'll you know, fuck it to the system. Yeah, exactly. 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 Thank you. That, that's, that's the better, better concept because at this time being not like fully goth, like you would see in that time period, it, she was like the alternative kind of eccentric girl, you know, that's a better, no, I, I agree. That would be a better terminology. Now, speaking of this year, now I, I'm going to go ahead and start off here. That's probably in the first 10 minutes of the film here. Julie, I want to start off with you. Um, with the pacing of the film, how we are introduced to Chris Evans and how we're introduced to Brian Greenberg, uh, the, Kyle, Maddie, um, and their predicament. How's the pacing? How, how's your feeling of this? You know, this is early 2000s. How, how are you feeling then and now? I mean, I feel like, again, I mean, I'm probably going to say this a lot, but I feel like it was pretty standard, again, for films of that time. Like, you just kind of introduce the different tropes, like, 
you're like, okay, this is the alternative girl. This is the stoner. This is the, you know, whatever Chris Evans was, because he wasn't like the jock and he wasn't like the popular guy. He was like somewhere in the middle, which is super unbelievable for Chris Evans, by the way. Can we talk about that? (laughs) Like, come on now. During that time, it was a little bit more what he did. Well, that's true. You're right. You're right. It, it was because it was before he was your antagonist yes. character. Yeah. But but yeah. just looking back now, you're like really. But yeah, but um, yeah. And so like the way that each character was like kind of introduced was felt very like this whole setup that is very typical of movies of that time period. Um, and yeah, I mean, I didn't have an issue with the pacing. It might have been a little bit slow, but again, I feel like that was pretty much all the movies of that time so no that makes sense i get that there uh one second a little technical difficulties on this end but why we're actually still on the subject here of uh character introduction because uh, i did forget to mention that uh before i even gave you that question julie i apologize we're looking at desmond by, by darius miles roy by Le- uh, leonard nam uh we're also looking at once again chris evans kyle brian greenberg matthews maddie matthews so essentially what we're looking at here is uh roy being the stoner type darius being the jock type uh, mm-hmm. Francesca being the once again I mentioned a great uh, alternative type. 2004 was kind of weird for us because you think about alternative as like the years that were started in that early year. So now alternative <laughs> is a little different. So the, the categories yeah. are being a little off, but alternative is probably the better description. Um, now speaking of character tropes and character types, uh, Liza, I'd like to start off with you in this question here. Were there any classic stereotypes that were frustrating? Anything that might have been a little different? And and how's the pacing of the film? How are you feeling right now? <laughs> I'm like, how did you know to ask me? I've been like <laughs> sitting on the, I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll speak to the two girl characters. Um, just, I couldn't help but see the uh, dichotomy of the Madonna horror complex just completely. Uh, the, it was just, you know what I mean? It's the one Valid. who, like the good one and the one I feel like it's a polite way to look at it to say yeah the alternative one and the the one who's the you know Madonna the singly yeah. who's like I'm a virgin is like what she's saying remember that one speech she gives where she's like I've never like cut school before I, I don't know it was so <laughs> yeah. personal, like I was like just say it <laughs> then she doesn't say it I'm like, yeah know what you're saying but like <laughs> But you know, I don't know. I just felt like, and then Scarlett Johansson's character, she's just sitting with her like legs spread, like just like at school in a skirt. I'm just like, no girl in the history of human nature ever has done that for fun. I mean, maybe now that I said it, maybe now I might, but no, never. No. <laughs> I can not never. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just so I, I will say hate to knock it for those reasons but you could tell the very male written female characters and like uh i don't know how you knew but (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) nothing wrong with that at all we like all opinions here like discussing things so by all means um (laughs) um katie let's start with you my friend as well uh in regards in regards to introduction to the film uh character tropes character types how's your initial feeling to it how's the pacing of the film so pacing wise rewatching it the intro seemed a little bit longer like it took a good amount of time to meet all of the characters so I I didn't appreciate that as much as I don't remember it being an issue when I first saw it granted I think my knowledge of movies has changed a little bit since high school and college uh but as far as stereotypes go uh mine is there where aren't the they're like this entire movie is pretty much stereotypes uh so uh-huh. even, even when i watched it like long time ago i was like okay really they're having the asian guy be the stoner they're mm-hmm. having him be like rebelling against like i'm not gonna i'm smart but i'm not gonna um what's the word i'm thinking of conform yeah like i'm not gonna I don't want people to see that and I'm going to kind of like push it away. I can't think of the word right now, but yeah. So, cause you find out he's not dumb. He just doesn't apply. There we go. Apply himself. <laughs> not uh, yes. <laughs> so, and he's, and 
this, I'm going to go on a tiny little thing. So please go. You're preface, good. You're good. Uh, yes. To preface, I don't have my last name on here, but my last name is Kawamoto. I am uh, Asian American. So I have opinions on Asian stereotypes. Uh, but the biggest thing was, is growing up, I there wasn't a lot of Asians on movies. So I did appreciate that in 2004, they did have an Asian character in this movie even though it was very stereotypical Asian with him being a stoner, him being smart, da, 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 basically every single thing. Um, but I appreciated that, but it, it did kind of add to the stereotypes that for a long time, Asians were the comedic relief and they weren't yeah. taken as seriously as some of the other characters. And I kind of still felt like that, but I do appreciate that they did still have a diverse cast, even if they had its flaws. So, no, totally. No, I that, respect that. In all honesty, I think that I'm the only reason why with the reason having the score 3.5 out of 5 is more of a nostalgic value. Initially, when this came out to me, I believe it was during my graduation. I graduated and went to film afterwards. And honestly, the SATs suck. That's the only thing I can tell you right now. The SATs suck. And that'll be a question I'm going to ask you guys a little later. So, but in regards to the introduction of the film, they are classic stereotypes through and through. There's nothing that you can do or say to actually you know, change it. Honestly, the only guy that might have been a little bit different is I didn't mention Matthew Lear Lillard's character, Larry, is a character type. So honestly, it, you, there was a little bit of stereotype with him with being the stoner type, but uh, beyond that, or the, I'd say the uh, not really going anywhere from, anywhere from home type, but what came out of his mouth was, you know, opposite at times. That being said, uh, you are dealing with, which I thought at first, Roy was my favorite character. I, I thought, you know, seeing who he was, and I honestly can just actually thank the actual actor Leonardo Lam after being the reason why I enjoy his character just because the way his acting chops um are uh but yeah. initially like you said I just realized at the end of like this that blending of all the stereotypes in one trying to be different and yet there weren't it's just the classic little comeback at the end so a little frustration with that uh of course, the one thing that really bugged me about this was you could see the buildup and that there was a possible classic, you know, boy meets girl situation during this whole this whole beginning. And it was always a buildup between, you know, between the two types. So uh, it was 2004 when this film came out. And honestly, it was almost classic everything that came out here. You had American Pie from the more raunchier concepts. You got things such as 21. You got things that, as well that were, uh, you know, I'm trying to think here uh, what other release movies there were, but there was always some sort of classic teenager uh, concept, frustration, ultimate goal, going on a road trip, going on an adventurous concept and needing a crew of people to go do this. And, you know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that classic feel. But the problem is, is that always putting the niche on a you know certain individual, once again, a stereotype and just flaunting it out there. And it's just because it seemed to classically work uh, in regards to uh, Hollywood. But that definitely needed change. Now. With this here, uh, the major factor that seemed to be was the SAT frustration. I have to ask all three of you here. Personally, when it came to the SATs, I could not stand them. I was introduced to them. I think I took this thing called the pre-SAT at the time being. Yeah. And I was sweating on my palms constantly, probably, and freaking out because this SAT thing was the be-all, end-all for my college introduction. And honestly, it probably pushed me towards community college more than anything because in reality, I just didn't feel like having to put myself out there. Now... I took a pre-SAT and I think I got barely up to like the thousand percentile. I cannot stand test taking and yet I had something like a 3.7 to 3.8 GPA. It was just something about test taking that scared the crap out of me. But I want to go ahead and start <laughs> with uh, you, Julie, on this. What was your experience with you know, SAT in relation to this film? Was there anything that you know, hit you a little bit more to the core or was more like, ah, oh, that's just goofy? No, I mean, I feel like that was the one thing throughout the whole movie that I was like, they actually have some valid points about the SATs, like, because they were kind of unfairly rigged. And there were some colleges that like, like, yeah, because you could have like a literally like 4.0 GPA. But if you don't get the SAT, like, you know, that shouldn't be a range of like, how smart you are, because some people test better than others. And everybody has different working brains. And some people are better at the tests. And some people are better at the the actual work so like it didn't really seem like an un like a fair system to determine which colleges you were going to get into um yeah I I wasn't a fan I hate taking those tests I mean I, I don't I honestly couldn't even tell you what my score is right now literally don't remember because it in the end it doesn't matter like yeah. my college luckily like didn't really require a certain score to get in I went to a state college and 
I don't think that it was an issue, but I, I literally don't remember. I mean, I feel like most people from that era probably don't remember their scores either. <laughs> like, you know, unless it was something that was like really important to them. Like, but yeah. So no, that, that part of it, like kind of, it kind of resonated with me. I was like, yeah. And I, and I feel like they, they have progressed in as far as I know, like, I don't feel like they're using that as much as a, like a, a way to get like you know a barrier to get into college or like the admitter into college is the SAT. I don't feel like they're doing that as much anymore, uh, from what I know. But I I've been I've been out of the, the, the education system for a while, so I don't really know. But from what I have heard, I don't think they're using it as much. No, I I totally agree because I, I about to say you know seeing some of the entry level exams that still exist and it's still a big factor from some places, but I wouldn't think it's a, as has a huge threshold on I'd say yeah it's not like do. you got a you know you got a 4.0 gpa but if you don't get a 1460 on the test screw you like you know. <laughs> no, exactly uh before i go to the next uh the next question over you to katie um i'm gonna go ahead and read some comments uh comments here so we had the engineer saying no asian guy was the stoner in the 2000s unless you were part white <laughs> raise his hand <laughs> um <laughs> along this there uh heartless seven says uh i thought i liked this movie but now that i'm older definitely had to give it a two popcorns out of five no i that that's the crazy thing that initially my my introduction to the film was the higher but after you know watching this was definitely a thing that i was ooh, i hadn't changed the score uh katie going to you with this question uh was it relatable with the sats were there any things that you could relate with it or was it more hey was this goofy for you i think it was pretty spot on um I so I only went to one year of public high school. I have a different story for education than most people, but I went to just senior year of of high school. Um, but I did take I can't remember if I took the SATs prior to my senior year or if I took them senior year. I think I took them senior year, but it's I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, um, me too. But I had no intentions of going to a quote unquote smart person school that's what I'm gonna call it uh I was a theater major in college um I knew where I wanted to go to college pretty early in life and it was a state school they did not require SAT scores if you had a good GPA I had like a 3.8 GPA so my scores did not matter so I didn't have the pressure that the characters had in this to get a good score but I still took them um, but that's one reason I also didn't want to go to like a UC school was because I saw that I had to take the SAT twos and I was like, no, thank you. I too, not a good test taker. Also, I don't know about the rest of you, but prior when this movie took place, and I could be wrong, if I'm wrong, please correct me. They had taken out the written examination of the SAT for a good amount of time. And I believe this movie, they did not have to take the written portion. When I took it, it was like the first year that they had re-added the written portion of the SAT mm, so I had to do oh. the I had to do the written test for the first time and like I don't even remember how many years it was so I want to say my score was like a little bit higher but that's just because there were three parts instead of two um so but yeah I I didn't do great on the PSATs I just I'm a creative brained person and you can only remember so much when you're creatively yeah. same and math was Wait. not my strong point. So that was the thing that always terrified me was the math portion. <laughs> I think it was yeah, I, the, yeah. it was English for me. I think math oh, really? I've always been good at. I'm not like, I don't like it, but I was always okay with it. Kind of like Roy is in the movie where he's like, I got the math. Like that's, you know, not a problem. But um, it's like the weird grammar, weird phrasing of English stuff where mm -hmm. they're kind of like a trick question. And I'm not good at that stuff. So <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, I, I like my dad. I'm more of a creative mind myself. But uh, Liza, would you, my friend, uh, was any relatable con uh, concept with the SAT fears or confirmation of the film, or would you think this was just a little goofy? Um, I would. It, it when I look back on like my, I was a major overachiever. I was a '90s kid, gifted kid, uh, great ahead in school, like super overachiever. Had to have straight A's. I was totally like you know, a classic, uh, I just feel like I just totally crashed and burned, like, but I prepared, I went to the pre-SATs, I did all the, pre I was, and I don't, I don't even really remember much about it, like, I remember being in a classroom in a school I'd never been in, but that's about it, and I took what we, I don't know if you guys, the ACTs, I would assume that's like a standard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember those too. <laughs> so, did those, but, 
you know, uh, for me, the movie, I guess I, I keep going back to what uh, Katie was talking about, because I really like the perspective that she brought up of like, that it still is this uh, like Asian stereotype that they still made him like, you know, secretly smart or whatever, because that was my first interpretation is they're trying to do some sort of like inverted stereotype on what you would see more of in the 80s. But you know what I mean? But aside from that, like, I have to say that like Roy, when, at the beginning when you were talking about, um, what's the what's the guy, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, yeah he, we know he's the protagonist and all that. <laughs> yeah. But like, for real, Roy is the reason. Roy is the real main character of this. Roy had the best acting. Roy was the coolest. Roy's the one you want to, how do you wake up in that guy's bedroom at the end? Like, <laughs> that house. Like, I was like, he's the what? And like, I do have this whole, like, I, if I look back on movies, like, you know, I can try to acknowledge that, like, and I, of course, I'm like, as a white person, just like, you know what I mean? I'm not like, I can't speak to it fully, but I, I look back on movies and I see that there was that like eccentric Asian character, you know, in all these different ways, but I still watch the Goonies and really, I feel like Data is the main character. If you watch Goonies ever and you look at it through the lens of Data as the main character, it's, it just makes so much sense. Like, and I truly, I felt like for this movie, I thought Roy was the main character the whole time. Roy was like, yeah, they had a little romance or whatever. A guy named Kyle. Okay. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> really care? Like, I'm like, I want to know about Roy, dude. He's like talking about his mom and like, dude, Roy was like, <laughs> he's the reason to watch the whole movie. He's why I was kind of on the fence about three or two popcorns. Like Roy, without, you take Roy out of it. It's like when they thought oh. when, freaking data was about to die in Goonies and they're all like no and the look in their eyes like they have tears they're like no not data like it was like <laughs> the whole soul of the movie is gone and it's there's no reason to watch it <laughs> like um I don't want to like oh my goodness the ending or anything I don't know if we're talking about the ending yet but no I no you're you're good because I'm glad you actually got to that the only yeah. the reason why I was asking about the SATs in general relatable content because getting, getting the fact that yes we understand the feeling of it yes we're looking at it but you got the stereotypes that seem to be ridiculously huge waving brightly going on and yes there's false narratives there's false flags it seems in a sense of trying to be different but it goes right back to where it used to be so the interesting thing is is that I really want to ask you guys that question but I'm loving that you bring it up you have Roy being the actual, uh, the actual narrator of the film. Yeah, it, it, yeah, Roy is yeah. the actual brains yeah. of it consistently. And I was going to bring this up right to and through that he was the actual individual explaining this whole process. Um, just to go ahead and speed through here, because there's more, I would like to discuss the film a little bit more. And I, I don't want to go ahead and get caught on the whole explanation, but they come up with the idea real quick here. We understand that during the idea, they figure out how to go ahead and steal the test because real reality, you have Scarlett Johansson character, which happens to be uh, Francesca's actual his father, works with the actual company itself so she has access comes up with the concept and helps uh the other individuals come up with the acting like they're in the mailroom picking up an idea getting into the office cracking into the little area somehow taking a copy of the test that was just by chance there and trying to figure out getting a copy of it they all discover because once again before i forget this whole thing was brought up in the middle almost of a pep rally and a conversation between lunch on all these characters that we have which are roy desmond francesca maddie kyle Anna. And then once again, there are some characters that find out a little later. Now I want to highlight again, once again, you have uh, Roy being brought up, you know, showing the fact that he is super smart into the conversation at the end. Cause they all have to figure out they have to write the answers for themselves. They feel like they can't get these answers. So, Hey, they come up with this crackpot plan of using each other in little areas and specializing things. We find out that Darius Miles, which plays Desmond, which actually is a real basketball player, uh, is not really, oh, he's not a jock and dumb because he's actually really smart in certain areas. We found out Roy himself, we find out in the middle that he's extremely smart in mathematic and once again, stereotypical concepts of sporadic equations. Now we also find out that uh, Anna, which is going to be you know, book smart, is you know helping out, is decently smart in finding out half the answers along with also Scarlett Johansson character. Now, they all come together. They all get these tests to write down the bubbles down and get out. And I've not realized that there's some people that actually poke some holes in the story is that they only got the bubbled answers and not what the answers were on there. So there's no way of actually telling, you know, if they can go ahead and change this. Now, that being said, uh, with their, excuse me, cat trying to steal my pizza. 
Now that is that you also have uh, them uh, going in and actually coming in, deciding to get these answers and using it to take the test the correct way in a sense. Now you have the goofy concepts of them, you know, their masked ideas of going through and getting through this, you know, security system of using, you know, masks that seem to get at the, you know, spirit store or dollar general. Uh, you also have the concepts of them actually finding out that we have Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson's character, Francesca, and actually Maddie having a moment there uh you can see mm -hmm. that going on uh they even have a moment between roy and erica just in a moment more in his head but they have a little cute little understanding of oh book smart kid understands stoner kid ha 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 oh you're just like me it once again it was a classic little concept going back and forth now <laughs> with all this being said they all find out that they're about to be caught and it turns out that francesca is the one that is about to actually have a moment but Maddie decides he wants to save the day, being the classic man he is. And he goes in there and says, <laughs> oh, I'll take one for the team. Oh, yeah, great Hollywood writing. But the problem is, is that we understand he takes a hit for it. Uh, we see everybody else looking from a distance. He's going on. He's getting sent to jail. <sighs> Long story short, he gets bailed out. Everybody decides to take the test. The, another stereotypical concept happens when you have Darius, uh, Desmond, uh, De Desmond's mom come by and give actually Roy a true home and what a family mom is and what a true hardworking family could do and you know just give her that good old <laughs> values and get him far through life and he just need to be redirected and, and turn out well but once again all this is being said with Roy being the actual narrator all throughout the end and even says and jokes around making the fact the reference that he is here let me slide you know uh my little my little cheat sheet to my friends my fellow stoners in the year and, and making a little profit at the end so is he really learning? But then again, he makes, once again, video games. And he just shows he's like the most popular, profitable concept and has Chris Evans, and you also have Anna, meeting each other classically back in the day in, in this train station and, and you know living happily ever after. Now, all that being said and done, I, I wanted to get through that because I want opinions. I want, okay, now we, we know what this how this movie ends, classic Hollywood-wise. Please, 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 let's keep going here. Um, now, uh, Julie, I want to start with you here. I have to ask you, now that you rewatched it, what bugs you the, the most? Uh, so, uh, oh, oh my goodness. Let me, let me correct that. That's that. This is even better. <laughs> now that you've seen this film for the first time, here we are in the year 2024. I, I have <laughs> to know what irks you the most about this film initially, or what do you find humorous? Um, well, I mean, yeah, all the stereotypes were irking me a little bit, I guess. And the, and the, and the predictability, like, like the minute that like, there was a moment between Maddie and Francesca, I was like, yep, they're going to get together. And like, just from, and then like, just the fact that Kyle obviously had a huge crush on Anna, you were like, okay, yeah, they're going to get together. But like, I mean, here's the thing. You wanted that to happen, right? Like, if that didn't happen, you would probably be a little confused and surprised and, you know, maybe a little unsatisfied um, because of the era that it was in. Like, I feel like it didn't irk me so much as just, like, I was like, okay, yeah, like, I've seen, like, a lot of this before. But it was, because the thing is that I've just grew up in that era of those types of movies, those rom-coms. So, like, I guess I was like prepared for it like I was prepared if that makes sense no I was doubt. prepared yeah, for it to play out the way that it did and I and I can't like so I can't say that I was disappointed because that's kind of what you wanted to happen like I mean sure it would have been interesting if they threw a curveball in there and it was like oh yeah well nobody gets together so you know I don't know but they didn't do that back in the aught the aught fours <laughs> um no, no yeah so yeah that's yeah I don't I don't know uh no, 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 yeah. no, 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 I, I get that. Now, a question, you know, speaking of that, now we keep on going to stereo, you know, stereotypes here. I want to actually bring up the female characters. Uh, we have oh, two yeah. female characters here at this point. Um, uh, Liza, I want to start off with you. Do these female characters have any foundation or is it just more of a prop to go ahead and, you know, Facil highlight the, the certain... story? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Facilitate the man's story and arc out the male characters in every possible conceivable way. It's a story about two white guys named Matt and Kyle. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to be so harsh because I'm definitely uh -huh. judging it by today's standards. Like 2004, I would have been like, it was amazing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm pretty sure I would have too. 
yeah, I would have been like, oh, that was awesome. But like, no, knowing I know too much. I'm just about the, I, there's so many questions unanswered about the film in general but like nearly every single interaction that was with involving in any way a female character outside of the mothers was like like I wanted to know why uh Roy went and broke into that woman's office and she's like all like in her thigh highs and they never really let us know I mean she didn't scream we were all waiting to hear scream we don't know what happened there we don't know that um <laughs> You know also like yeah I don't know at the end how like the girl gets out of her mom's car and is like I'm not going to brown and then is just like wearing her black her black tank top like the, <laughs> like she's just wearing like a spaghetti strap black tank top and she's yep. like Scarlett Johansson's like you look like a what is she you look a like slut. a slut she said you look like a slut yeah <laughs> I like it like you I just the the dead look in Scarlett Johansson's eyes as she says every line in this movie. She's so dead in the eyes. Oh my god! On, on that same topic, you have the line where they comes back at that same moment, but just before then, when she walks in and he's like, "Oh my god, the guys are brown gonna miss you." She's like, "Oh yeah, the girls of brown are gonna miss me." No, but like, wait, let's let's hear about that. Like, what, what's, what's going on there? Come on, like, can yeah. we take it in this direction? Why don't the girls end up together? That would have been interesting. Or no yeah the whole like peak of the film to and this was very much the messaging back in the early you know 2000s in every film and american pie films all those films but it was you know the peak of existence is like getting the girl at the end and getting got by a guy at the end and like you know the maddie ends up with scarlet scarjo and uh the kyle the captain america ends up with uh, the girl from swim fan who's like the nice girl and then like roy <laughs> goes off and has like bikini clad women all over him and that's just like kind of an interesting thing that i have to point out at least you know it's like there's a lot of uh i don't know it's very it's a very flattened idea of like what I, I I feel like what you were saying, Alejandro, about like the the films, uh, you you like pulled out a deeper message that I was like, yeah, that's a really actually I I feel like that's good. You can see that, you know, because I'm like, maybe I'm just like I I saw a meme recently that's like like tell me you love me for how negative I am. <laughs> like, you tell me you love how negative I am, and I'm so fun to be around. <laughs> Right. No, no. I mean, no. It's 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 not a big red stop cool. sign of a. Cl- right. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No, this is good. No, because okay. Cause leading into that next question, because I want to start with you, Katie, on this one too as well. Uh, one, uh, was there anything that you know absolutely irked you, th- irked you about the film that you must actually talk about? And then two, um, were there any endearing moments that were actually in this film or anything that you enjoyed about it? if not that is a-okay just just question that okay yeah so irksome i don't know about irksome uh mostly cringy i'd say uh there's a lot of cringe but also i i watch all those terrible cult following 90s show movies we've been talking about like she's all that mm-hmm. and oh, um yeah. Not another teen movie, which, you know, also had Chris Evans in it. Uh, so yeah. I'm not going to lie. The main reason I saw this movie growing up was because of Chris Evans. Like, it's the main reason I saw it. Uh, and <laughs> so everybody knows him from Captain America. I know him from mm-hmm. all these 90s movies that he was in at the time. Hey, so he I, was in not another teen movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, and so I just say it's mostly like watching it now and being like, Ugh, like, OK, yeah, this is this hasn't translated well to 2024 and like uh like i said earlier but as far as like kind of endearing is as tropey and as a stereotype as this is filled there is one thing that this movie did not have and then they kind of did but it was a little switched with the rules was in 90s movies and even now even man there's always like the unsupportive father character Who's mm-hmm. like, you are going to go to this college and you're going there because I say so. And that's my alma mater. And that was in every 90s movie. Mm-hmm. This did not have that, which I thought was refreshing. Mm-hmm. Granted, we did have the slight moment with um, Anna's mom, who showed kind of a little bit of a role reversal where it was the mom who was like, what are you doing? But um, and then also uh, love 
love, love, love Matthew Lillard in anything he does. Just absolutely delightful. Uh, I do really enjoy the moment. Like we didn't have the dad character who was giving a lecture or giving a speech to his son, but the scene between Matthew Lillard and Chris Evans with his brother to brother being like, listen, I might be living above our garage and be not be the person who can tell you this and be able to be transparent, but still give him that big to big, big brother, heart to heart. I like that moment. So those are like the, in the, the couple endearing things that I liked about it, but there's a lot of cringe, but also I think it's also important to mention that this was an MTV film. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. as, as it wasn't even like the same level of these other ones that are not produced by MTV. It's like MTV should, instead of focusing on music, decided to branch into films. And that's kind of what you got. It was the middle of that. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get that. That I totally get that here. Now, before I forget here, sorry, we had a lot of technical difficulties here going back and forth, dealing with some stuff here. We have the Kenjanae redeeming two things. One, my friends, please raise what you're drinking and hydrate, please. Also redeeming stretch. So take a moment. Ah, thank you. Kenjanae, appreciate that. Get that stretch on. Oh my goodness. Thank gracious. you. All right. And Heartless Seven redeeming take a bite. Thank goodness. Here I am talking, trying to get things done. Eric. Huh? Yeah, Hi, Eric. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm going to mute this because mine's crunchy. No problem. We don't mind a little ASMR. You know what? I already finished everything. What happens if I I'm going to go right up to the mic because it's crunchy. Do it. But, um... Mm. All right. you know what julie you can like drink as well and eat in spirit i guess <laughs> i was hungry i like <laughs> finished up my stuff <laughs> i don't blame you at all also too let's see right here because i'm looking at some of the comments i'm a little delayed on myself so we have oh thank you for the subscriptions coming in uh Ooh. we also have cubal subscribed for 13 months in a row thank you cubal appreciate you awesome. cubal with a question coming in I saw this movie. It was meh, okay, but I think the story was very over the place and unconfusing. It was very sexual. I think Chris and Scarlett should have been, uh, picked a better first movie to be in. I'm sorry, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> have you also, seen Home Alone 3? <laughs> the first movie, I think, is Home Alone 3. Home Alone 3, kids. Like, also, did, did, this movie come, did this movie come out after Not Another Teen Movie and Cellular? Uh, yes yeah okay. um, it, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting because being you know everybody's mentioned this you know both chris evans and and scarlett johansson happened to be in that sex icon role whether you it, it was always happening it was chris being the confused individual or the jock that wanted to show his central side scarlett johansson has been literally doing scarlett johansson scarlett johansson for years it's been her and unfortunately <laughs> she's even mentioned it on some things that you know i'm not saying she disagrees disagrees but just my opinion it seems to be yep. a classic uh you know hey i am not necessarily the main character but i am the second best thing to promote you in your best part of life that i always see that as a trophy wife or trophy girlfriend situation mm -hmm. honestly the only endearing part that i've actually saw in the film other than some roy's goofy, goofy antics even though he was playing a stoner type he was just likable. And what I liked about him is that, you know, this actor, I, I, I can't think of the movie right now. It's with uh, Shia LaBeouf back in the day. But, you know, Kate was one of his cohorts in this one. Uh, he's actually a really great thing in Westworld, too. He plays a doctor now in that one in his latest all the way to 2020. So that ended did his time. I didn't his, realize that was the same person. Yeah, I know. I was tripping out because I was looking at the thing. I was like, oh, my God, he's actually <laughs> the same person because he's always been that stoner type of character. Uh, and and it, he's, it's always been a replayable thing. And, and the, the only thing that seems to be beneficial, the fact that he can act and not seem... I don't know, just a classic reflective 420 worthless individual because he actually seemed to have some character to him. And what I wanted to bring up was the endearing moment between uh, Desmond's mom and him. You know, you do have, whether we liked it or not, even in the early 2000s, there was a strong fight, you know, actually giving POCs more of a sufficient lifestyle, not just putting them on the street and having, you know, an absent father. So seeing, you know, his character come in with the loving family, and then, you know, taking in Roy was, you know, all right, cool. There's not the classic thing there. But once again, Hollywood still, you know, planted its little <laughs> seed of, hey, we'll take yeah. you in, which you would think that'd be a nice thing, right? It's just how they do it and when they do it just kind of seems planned, <laughs> but overly abundant here and there. Um, now, along with this here, uh, now that we're, we're looking at this, I want to say a couple things here. 
looking at because i think we've already said it but i i also want to see if we we agree to disagree here um looking at matthew lillard i will say his brother coming in um at first seeing a type of character that was supposed to be the stoner or worthless individual they really never said what he did for a living evidently mm-hmm. his family didn't you know actually show any you know disgruntledness but it seemed that he lived in a different facility over the garage and had his own yeah. thing and you yeah. know hosted his own party so it seemed to be healthy so that you know positive you know other than that um the reason why i'm asking this Julie, i want to start with you well there's any character in this film that you would have changed the classic type wise so out of you're looking at you know desmond the basketball player uh francesca the uh you know the sexy individual uh, Anna, the classic bookworm, Chris Evans and Maddie, the classic, you know, you know, protagonist that, you know, goofy A and goofy B. And you got Roy with, with, with anybody that you would love to go ahead and, you know, change around in your opinion or, you know, to, to change this film. I mean, I no judgment know. here. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I would really, ch- I mean, I feel like it was fine casting for the era and the, the film. I mean, I, it would I guess I guess it, it would have been interesting to see like maybe Scarlett Johansson as the bookworm. You know, okay, that would have been okay. interesting. Yeah, was, like, no. do I want that? I mean, maybe actually that could be, I don't know. Um and then also like I feel like Erica Christensen as the bookworm was maybe a little bit not super viable. So I maybe would have liked to seen her as something else too. But yeah, I feel like Scarjo could have been interesting as the bookworm. Matthew Lillard, I feel like that was perfect casting, to be honest. I don't think I would. But I wanted to see more of him because he's my favorite. So he, like, that was actually, he was one of the reasons that I was like, okay, I will watch this film because Matthew Lillard's in it. So I'm sold. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, basically, uh, yeah, I guess those would be the only, I mean, and I don't know. And I and I was saying before, like, I feel like Chris Evans definitely seemed like more of a jock character to me. And he was kind of like, I guess a little bit of a nerdy slash artsy person in this. So maybe just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, heck it would have just been fun to have them all swap roles just to see what would have played out, you know, but. (laughs) No, no, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or Matthew Lillard type maybe being, well, then again, I was going to see that goes back to classic Hollywood stuck in my brain. Cause I was going to say, Hey, was Matthew Lillard was the type that need to get a different score. But then again, I was like, that would be what Matthew Lillard type would do. (laughs) So, right, right. Dang it. Nah. So never mind. That that comment that that thought process. Uh, a little repulsive there. But uh now now that we have, you know, let's go in talking about the the ending. No, of course, the one thing that probably irked me the most, um, I have to say, is the fact that they came up with this whole plan, right? They got this whole thing going on and they mm-hmm. explained they were like, you know, fuck the system. This is this is not right. You know, we, we are our own individuals. And they even explained it towards the end why everybody's showing they had their different form of smarts that they, it kind of reminded me of the classic saying, you know, you can't like what was the concept? You can't judge a fish by the fact that it can't climb a tree or something of that nature. I know I'm taking that yeah. context, butchering that statement, but it all, all of a sudden, I that, like you know, that there's more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, so, you know, you, you're in the situation. You're like, All right, cool. We see that. We understand that. Um, now they go through this whole thing only to promote the fact that they had to study hard and they had to retake the test to the exact same thing to put them in a point of life they're at now. My biggest irk about that, it was like they were like, yeah, fuck the system, but let's just do this test anyway because we're hardworking individuals and we'll just do it and then we'll go exactly where they'll put us. Because <laughs> it, it seemed to me that Chris Evans type still went out to go to his architectural school, which was fine, but he was still stuck in the fact that he wanted to go to that particular school. And then there's no judgment if you know, actually getting the end goal because honestly, I'd be happy myself, but it just seemed to be, oh, let's go ahead and do this big old thing. And then, ah, no, let's not go ahead and do it and just, you know, whatever. And once again, my question is, it happened to be Maddie that got caught. I'm gonna be real. If Roy got caught, or if Darius got caught, mm-hmm. I, or Desmond, that wouldn't have been the same reaction here and there. And I thought mm-hmm. it was a no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> because you even have you even have what was their character? You have uh, Scarlett Francesca bailed him out. Like I, uh, I was never really clearly explained at all. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah you're right. It, it was, was rushed. Like, yeah, pulled uh-huh. money out of a drawer at her house, and the next time you see her, she's like slanted on a car. Like, hey, you <laughs> look like that. <laughs> 
she's literally like I smell terrible I've been in jail all night and he's just like let's make it he literally goes I have to I'm sorry I have to I have to I might need to take some time and like figure out who I am like get my life just maybe not she spent the whole movie telling this guy you're more than a girl okay and like He literally, like, she's hanging on a car that, whose car was, it was like a vintage car. Yeah, it's he, her dad, the classic, you know, my dad has money and I'm going to, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, maybe I should just, like, take some time and, like, figure out who I am and, like, not be in a relationship and let, like, someone else complete me. And she, what does she do? She grabs him and just makes out with him. And he's like, uh, never mind. And then... <laughs> <laughs> then they just do the whole uh never mind on the whole movie it was like it was like yeah. it'd be a whole dream sequence and then like like you find out at the end it was all a dream <laughs> we just <laughs> our lives this guy spent one night in jail after breaking into the sat super secret headquarters of all america one night in like a local jail cell and then scarlett johansson i guess had a stack of 20s and got him out <laughs> like, <laughs> no they were 50s i think they were 50s but maybe, was, yeah. maybe they were 50s maybe i don't know like i just <laughs> forgive me i it wasn't it was a great film in a lot of ways i <laughs> There's just so many questions left unanswered. I like how did how did he end up on a couch of of like and the woman like he wakes up and she knows his whole life about like I just don't understand how did he fall asleep and then he wakes up and she knows his whole story and then, <laughs> you know it's like yeah. sleeping but my son wasn't he told me the whole story while you were sleeping and now you're in our house was were they in, in in whose house were did he wake well, up? Well, you remember, like Desmond was the the ride, right? So like he had to pick him up and drop him off, and maybe he like passed out. Maybe he was high and he passed out or something. Yeah, I don't know, but I just figure like maybe he was just being a good friend and brought him inside so that he could, uh, you know, I don't Reg know. But yeah, regardless, there were quite a lot point. of connect the dots to get there yeah. because yeah, it's no, a very you're valid right. point. You do. Because there's, well, there's a lot yeah. of connect the dots in this movie for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Oh, shoot. Let me look at a couple things here in the comment sections. Uh, so we are looking at, let's go on to Kendra saying crunchy earlier in regards to this eating the food. Uh, Cuba says, oh, yes, headbanger ball. Mentioning your uh, favorite songs. Kendra ring my bell. Uh, going into talking about the Sturby of the film, I was trying to mention before that uh, Leonardo mm. Nam was on with uh, Shia LaBeouf. That was an excellent. Oh. I, I thought it was at oh, the time. I, being, I, I thought it was good. I have to rewatch it. I so, love that movie. That was a yeah, good he, movie. He, he was a yeah. He was his cohort in that one as well, which played this stoner, right. the stoner type as well too. That was yeah. played there once. That was much a little later, but that was my my kind of my introduction to him. Um, now what the you see here? Can I stop judging him? Liza, he smokes some really good grass and can't remember. Uh, <laughs> in regards to, to Roy, you know, that, and that's the thing. There was a lot of assumptions, in the film, a lot of cutting points. We had that moment, like, uh, as he brought up the really great point, uh, you, have, you know, yes, he did make two appearances in the house, but when that was a connection, but Julie, you also made a very valid point. They mentioned being a ride earlier, but they really didn't have the connection with like cutting points off of, you know, trying to push. It just seemed rushed in, in my opinion. Yeah, so yeah. if it was like, there, they were just connect the dots as she was talking about it. Like I just was <laughs> sitting there in my brain doing that. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, wait, <laughs> what, what is Great. happening? Nah, nah, I get that. I, I just, oh, Lord. And, that, and that's the thing. I, I, like, and the other thing that brings me to what I even brought this up, there was no real true, I would say, self-discovery to either the female characters. You're looking no. at, you know, no. Anna, the, you know, the, the bookworm. She says that she's rebellious and all that she does is choose to make a decision. And the decision she chooses is to go to a school and still hook up with, with you know chris evans right? right and then you also have francesca which her end point was to be oh god this pisses me off the most her <laughs> she had daddy issues because she would bring somebody from either a strip club or a club that she stated that was her age and she would always say you know like things like peace oh not p-e-a-c-e -E, it's p-i-e-c-e -E, sweetie <laughs> and like just be a bitch and like make these references of talking <laughs> of like 
you know, how so angry that her father would use women for being a piece of ass. And yet she then her end goal was to fall in love with Maddie and really then figure out that she's actually one of the main reasons why things are getting fucked up in the first place. And, but it, it, honestly, everybody was. And I mean, she writes a novel. Like, it, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's very cliche too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write a novel of the movie you just saw. Like, yeah. right? one of my biggest <laughs> pet peeves in movies and right, to this day, I cannot stand that. They're like, it's like you couldn't write something better for this character to do than just i'm gonna write this story (laughs) no exactly it's a realistic part of her entire like that was realistic because nothing that came out of her mouth i she's not a real woman and she's just (laughs) like everything she says and does is so like robotic and like it doesn't make any sense she's motivated by almost nothing like you can't you don't know what this girl wants in the end but then she's suddenly like you don't be with anybody else, but I want to be with you. And yeah. And then she writes a, a novel. Like she was a writer this whole time. Like, <laughs> right. like I mean, I know she has like a blog or whatever, but like, that's not the same. Yeah. yeah. You know, you and also the thing that bugs me about this, I didn't want to say this because I just don't want to ruin it. The plan was fucking stupid. The reason why the plan's fucking stupid is because no one gets the same SATs. No one ever gets no. the same SATs. There's yeah, no some kind of official scan. That's a good point. It, yeah. it never, it, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Every every test that's well, taken is reformatted and distributed in different forms to actually make sure it's not going to be the same. Like yeah. you could try to cheat on knowing the answers, but you're going to have to assume where the answers are. And then all, all of a sudden, you're, it makes you study in the first place. You're literally studying like yeah. a cheat sheet, what may be on there, but you're still studying. Like I don't, <laughs> there's, that, that's just, Sorry, but that's the change of test. But they did mention that it was for their specific school, though. I remember that. Even person to person, it's not the same. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Regardless, the scan terms are being sent to you in a different order so no one could Mm -hmm. cheat off you over shoulder. You even 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 know that. Yeah, that's actually that makes sense, though. I mean, it makes total sense. (laughs) Yeah, if I remember correctly, and I don't, I don't know if this is from the SATs or something else, but if I remember correctly, it's like you're in a row of people all this row has like like every other te- like a certain order of tests and then the next row ha- next to you right. have certain order of tests so that mm. it's physically impossible to cheat but like the desks were also like two feet apart like who's gonna <laughs> be able to see that anyway holding their no, no feet like out in public like they're just like hold like yeah. doing my sat cheat sheet right here wherever like yeah. They don't just have right. people walking around <laughs> left and right, like yeah. for the most. Oh my god, the, the suspension of disbelief required for this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like a heist movie where their whole plan is to like we're gonna break in and rig and like get all the answers to the SATs, and then they spend the whole movie doing it, and then like literally that night, the one of them goes to jail. Then the other guy wakes up in the other dude's house, which I guess is explained, but I didn't get that. <laughs> no, they don't explain it. They just tell you no it's assumption yeah yeah and like somehow they all get home like like the the bookworm character she like walks in drinks her mom's coffee i love that part that's my favorite part she goes (laughs) coffee off the table mom's about to drink it and she just drinks it and walks away and the parents each other like where did we go wrong (laughs) (laughs) like they literally have the most crestfallen what did we do? Like she took your cup of coffee and drank. They made a whole meal out of that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas know? now, now in a modern in the modern day, it would like not even phase anybody. They'd be like, oh, you know, maybe she's in a hurry. She grabbed her mom's coffee. Like, yeah. I don't think my parents would look at each other like, I don't know what we spent the the last seventeen <laughs> years of our lives doing together. I, <laughs> I think it was just that she came in late, but like I agree, yeah. that scene was yeah. just that was so, her being that was, was her being too. alternative. It was goofy as shit, though. Let's be real. No, I mean, it like, was no, it, it's that like scene it, was crazy because yeah, their reactions <laughs> over that was kind of over the top. Oh yeah, reactions. it was just like it was so great. I love that you mentioned it because it was such like a nineties like moment, like made, walking in there. But yeah. they made a meal out of this throwaway moment where she's like. <laughs> I did a heist last night. I'm a bad girl now. And she takes her mom's coffee and just drinks it. Takes the bagel, bites it. Her dad looks at, all, looks at each other all Zoolander-like. They're like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, that moment. Yeah. 
And then oh they just goodness. all show up in a gym together and like walk <laughs> towards each other. Like, it's like, what are you guys doing in this gym? Like, did you school <laughs> today? Like, I, is everyone taking an SAT next door? Turns out they are. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, well, okay. Now, and honestly, to be real, the film did take a lot of not only stereotypes, uh, classic Hollywood and foundations. They even made fun of themselves uh, in, in the actual heist concept. It was, which I found very, very, uh, late 90s early 2000s when they're discussing the heist at a party that happens to be his brother you know his brother's bedroom which is you know funny but they all make the reference oh this is very let's, let's do this very breakfast club like let's introduce us and who we are and where we are and i could not help go you mother effers you literally just made fun of yourself because you in my opinion felt that it wasn't doing so well um and they literally went back to classic of introducing the jock introducing you know the introducing you know the nerd the you know the sex yeah, icon, yeah. the 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 constant you know you name it it was all being reintroduced so it was sad a little in the sense that it was there and with that being there but now with that being said since we discussed this here would your ratings change higher or lower and if not there's no issues that any way shape or form julie i want to start off with you would you actually rate your rating higher or lower now we discuss this film uh, no, I think I'm sitting pretty good at a three, three out of five. Yeah. I, I mean, because I still think it was fun and it was cute, and it, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't anything spectacular. So it was like in the middle, in the middle seems to be the right spot for me. So right on, right on. Excellent. Uh, Katie, yourself, uh, would it be higher or lower? And, and you don't have to explain the reason why, but if you do, go right ahead. I don't normally go lower. I think I might just based off of today's films, I might go lower to a three. Um, I think for 2004, it would probably still have been a 3.5, but not based on 2024. So I think I, I am going to go to a three. I get that. Excellent. Respectable. Respectable. <laughs> Liza, how about yourself, my friend? Would your score change? And if so, why? I think it's like Walmart Breakfast Club. And I thought it was fun. <laughs> I, I, I did. I thought it was a fun movie to watch, but only because of Roy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. I want to use that so badly. Walmart Breakfast Club. Oh my that god, sorry to interrupt. Great going. Descriptor. I love that. It is. It is. <laughs> Roy is the great. reason it's two and not one. Okay. I, okay, there we go. There I we gotta go. pour it out, pour one out for Roy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Roy was the reason he carried that movie. Like without even I agree. He was given this much and he made so much of it <laughs> while ScarJo's just phoning it in. Chris Evans, even, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not even trying to like, talk shit. When he, it's all good. He's, you know, Opus, his magnum Opus. Like, <laughs> I have too many opinions. I'm sorry. No, please. Dude, no, there is no such thing as too many opinions in this show. I promise you. <laughs> Thank God, because I got a lot of them. <laughs> Oh man, I, I would have to agree with you guys here. Um, I have it. Uh, you know what? Mm, man, nope. When I do it, it's going down to two point five. I, I just can't do it. I my thing is, I rewatched it. I re I rewatched it for the first time yesterday, and as I rewatched it, I fell asleep. Woke up again, watched it, fell asleep. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! Woke up this morning, watched it. I was like, okay, oh, cool. No. I don't want to say that like it was boring, but it was predictable. It was, there was yeah. nothing about it that, you, you know, I had some chuckles because I've got to see faces, young faces now that are now obviously aged and talented over the years. It's going on. Excuse my cats are going ninja light going all over the place. But <laughs> also the fact that, you know, I did have some moments like, oh, I understand the SATs, like the frustration, the fact that SAT stands for SAT. It used to be standardized, you know, test that doesn't exist. Say what again? Is that fact? Is That's that fact. fact? It's no longer like it used to have the meanings previous years before, but now it's literally just called the SATs. For I, I, I didn't so that know. was actually a correct line. <laughs> yep, that was a very correct line. It, you know, at wow, one time being crazy. it actually was a standardized admissions test, switched into a standard. Um, I believe it was called all scholastic test. It changed it a couple times. I know Texas did a version called the TSATs. Uh, which, uh, you know, Texas standardized test, California joked around a little bit as well, too, which had highlighted a couple things in regards to uh, schools getting, you know, more money according to what the actual succession rate was for these tests. So yeah. you would actually see some <clears throat> principals and places getting some nice funds for it. Um, so that was a nice little interesting highlighting jab. But once again, it, it was a jab and that was that's all it was. But putting down to 2.5, once again, it just didn't feel right to me. But I digress because I also have a lot of opinions. Um, I'll go ahead, guys. This is all the time we have for today. I want you guys to go ahead and 
tell us where we can see you on your social medias. Julie, where can we get you on your social, my friend? You can find me on Instagram at jraylyn, J-R-A-E-L-Y-N. I'm over there on the TikTok at jraylady, J-R-A-E-L-A-D-Y. And those are, yeah, those are my primaries. Those are pretty much the main ones that I use, so. Fantastic. Excellent. Uh, Katie, how about yourself? Where can we reach you on your socials? You can find me, I think it says it on there, at my handle is KT underscore Christine, KT underscore Christine with a C, across all social media, TikTok, Instagram, including here on Twitch. I will tell you I have not been active on Twitch in a while, but I am trying to be more active here in 2024, playing some more games here. So if you guys like watching people try really hard at video games and being not great, but still persevering at it, uh, you can watch me on Twitch. Uh <laughs> I've, and then also I do other podcasts as well. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys can follow those as well. But that's probably the best way to uh, see what I'm up to is through Instagram. I also have X, but I will warn you, my X is pretty much just talking about K-pop. So it's not really <laughs> beneficial to anything else. So uh, Hey, yeah. there's nothing wrong with K-pop. We enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liza, where can we find you on your socials, my friend? I'm on Instagram as the Red Banshee, all one word um yeah that's where you can that's where you can find me right on right on. i'm a little like-minded here you can find me on instagram it's gonna be i a m c o w i e i am cowie on instagram uh uh-huh i deleted the twitter don't do that never mind or facebook you can also find me at alejandro cowie as well or here at non-talk network well that's all the time we have to talk uh, today so uh, thank you all again for tuning in be sure to join our discord and to keep the conversation going as well as subscribing to all platforms at non-talk network Tune in to our next show, which is going to be Basic Binges on the 31st with our host, Eric Ramirez, guest Kyle, Jordan, and myself as we discuss the film Percy Jackson and the Olympians, episode five through eight. Once again, we really appreciate you guys joining. Thank you, my guests, joining today and dealing with this little interesting show. So I saw about the little mishaps here and here, but thank you for hanging in with us. As for everyone, have a lovely day and hope to see you around. Goodbye. <laughs>